On Good Friday, uh, it was great to see actually quite a, quite a good number of Creekside people who, and even families who made that long journey to Kelowna Community Theater to take part in the Good Friday service. As I thought about that and been thinking about that the last few days, um, Good Friday is only good because it was followed by the glory of the resurrection. That without the resurrection, Good Friday would actually be a tragedy. A great man, a great teacher, unjustly sentenced to death. But this morning, and I think this is so, uh, such a great thought that this morning, along with quite literally millions of other people around the globe, are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that if Good Friday is a good day, Easter Sunday is a great day. Easter is a day that is synonymous. I'm going to say with glory, with victory, with freedom, and the promise of eternal life. That those who believe and accept this good news will one day share in the resurrection power of Jesus. And for those who identify as followers of Jesus Christ, we celebrate because the resurrection reflects the power of God, it is the power of the Christian faith, and it is the living hope that dwells within each one who accepts Jesus as Lord and Savior. There are many on Easter who may have just what I would call a marginal connection to the Christian faith. But they will walk through the doors on Easter Sunday and participate. And I think that for those who live, what I'll say is on the periphery of faith, those who show up simply because, well, it's Easter, the possibility that all of this might actually be true must be a compelling thought. And it's my hope that even on this Easter Sunday morning, you would consider the reality of Jesus, that he is who he said he was, Son of God in flesh and blood, his life sacrificed for our freedom, his life poured out for the forgiveness of our sins. The resurrection is everything for those of us who believe. And it represents God's power And it continues to represent God's invitation to troubled people and to a troubled world. The invitation of the Christian faith is just that. It is a door to be opened. It is an invitation to be received. That people who may say, you know what, I feel far from God, can literally be brought into his presence. That the God, creator of life in all of its forms, can breathe new spiritual life into these mortal bodies. 
And God, creator of heaven and earth, can become God, our Father. What holds people back from accepting that invitation? I think for the most part, it's pride. And pride can be expressed in many different ways. Uh, People can outright rebel against the message. People can choose to be a bit cynical or dismissive of the message. People can choose to criticize the church or criticize those of us who are followers of Jesus. People can simply go their own way. But all of these options, all of these, you might call them objections to faith, They exist, and I'll say they are widely held. That for the millions that actually gather to say, we believe, there are countless other millions who do not. But the truth of the Bible always remains the same. It says, but for those who believe, to them he gave the right to become children of God. That if we confess our sins, Jesus is faithful and he is just. He has the authority to forgive our sins. And the Bible says to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you were to ask, can a person embrace faith without confession, without repentance, without humility? Could someone say, well, how about if I just give lip service to all of this and see what happens? Someone might say, well, you know what, are there some rules that I can follow or maybe some practices that I should exercise to see if this works? Perhaps you can do that. But I can almost guarantee you that you will find that empty You will find that unfulfilling, and you will live with the constant companion of doubt. Without confession and repentance, there is no forgiveness of sins. It's a bit like taking a car for a test drive without ever turning on the ignition. Humility, repentance, and confession truly unlock the power and the reality of the resurrection in our lives. It's interesting, the Bible says that even Jesus, who has been highly exalted above all things, even Jesus, even though he was without sin, the Bible says that Jesus humbled himself, took on the form of of a servant, took on the cross, and as a result, God has highly exalted him. Resurrection shouts out that victory and that reward. It's interesting when you look at the book of Mark and the Gospels, when Jesus sent out his disciples, he sent them out and he said, preach a message of repentance. When Peter and John, if you look in the first chapters of Acts, 
when they preached in the early days of the church, they spoke of the need of repentance as a response to the reality of sin. And so when they preached, they preached Jesus, they preached his life, they preached his life poured out for the forgiveness of our sins, and they spoke about the truth of the resurrection. They said to their audience, that man that you put to death rose from the dead and is today ascended and sits at the right hand of God the Father. Those who listened to the message of Peter and John, it says they were deeply moved by the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they asked Peter and John, tell us then what shall we do? And the first word out of Peter's mouth was this, repent. And that day, 3,000 people accepted the good news of the resurrected Jesus. They were baptized and became part of the church. This morning is Easter morning. It's a glorious morning that we actually already walk, I would say, as children of God, we already walk in the power of the resurrection. That we already, in a way, are tasting the reality of eternal life. This morning, Jesus remains the Savior of the world. We do not proclaim a new or revised message. It has not been tweaked to accommodate this generation. It remains the same message. Jesus remains the same sacrifice given once for all for the sins of the world. And this morning he lives. And he invites us into a kingdom that is not of this world. A kingdom in which he calls us his sons. He calls us his daughters. He knows us by name, and he has a home prepared for us in glory. The door into this kingdom is Jesus. His birth, his death on the cross, and the power of his resurrection. So today is a day of celebration. I'm so thankful for the songs that we have sung. And I know Julian Warren will say, well, Doug, you told us to sing those. It's partly true. Those are songs of praise and celebration. That death, literally, has been swallowed up in victory. Such an amazing truth of the Christian faith. And that sin, you might call that the boat anchor of our life, has been covered through the forgiveness of the cross. And that one day, things that are temporal, things that we see all around us are going to fade away, and that which is eternal is going to remain. And as children of God, we are part of that. I'm going to play a, a song to actually kind of end my thoughts. It's a song that talks about what we hold to be true as children of God. And sometimes, uh, you know, a, a person's voice can sort of evaporate into the air. And sometimes a song 
can capture that truth more effectively. So I invite you to listen. If you know the song, you might want to quietly sing along, or you simply might want to listen to the truth of the words. That, that truly is the anthem of the church. Believe in God the Father, we believe in Jesus Christ, we believe in the Holy Spirit who gives us new life. We believe in the crucifixion, we believe that he conquered death, we believe in the resurrection, and that he's given us new life and he's coming back again. The glorious message of Easter given to us by God our Creator. For those of you who feel a bit far from faith, you know what, I, I just say to you, consider the message. Invitation of the God who created you, who loves you. It's as simple as confessing your sins, repenting and say, Jesus, yes, I'm a sinner. Saying, I accept Jesus, I accept your sacrifice on the cross on my behalf in order to set me free. Would you please, Jesus, enter my life and make me new. It's as simple as that. And yet I know for some people that's a huge step. Huge step of faith. But that's the message of the Christian faith. I'm going to invite the worship team uh, back up. Um, going to sing a great hymn of the church to, to wrap up this morning. Uh, there are some small little brown paper envelopes. And inside those brown envelopes at the back there is the Gospel of John. Uh, for those of you, if you want to grab one, it's kind of wrapped up. It looks like a present. Not a bad idea. There is a gift inside there. It's a message of Jesus. If you feel like grabbing one or two, uh, please do that. Um, I'm going to pray, and then we'll, we'll leave here singing How Great Thou Art. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the message that was just sung. <laughs> Father, when you burn that truth into our hearts, burn it into our minds, help us, God, to live as people of faith. People willing to walk with the reality of that which is invisible being more significant in our lives than those things that we see. Speak that truth, I pray, even this Easter Sunday morning. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Amen.